This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, day traders going short, hairdressers to the world of football and garbos on the recycle run. Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. But now, with soul in the shorts, feeling in the feet and joy in the jumper, it's time to bump, it's time to thump, it's time to bludge. Footy mad Aussies, pull them up and pack them down for another blast of bludging on the blind side. With the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven, and the man who never lets them get away, H.G. Nelson. Hook another lucky trout, H.G. Yes, TF Much, Orchid Submariner, Cedric Espen, Sump, AO, torching the blindside blue paper once again. Yes, that's the sound of the Sump stuff. Camped in the bludgy on the blindside soundproof booth here at ABC Grandstand HQ. Now, Australia, welcome to Bludging on the Blindside. H.C. Nelson opening the dig for another set of seven, and what a week. What an incredible week. An incredible week, you know, they just pile up, don't they, quickly. They go by so quickly, 52 in a year, and each one more incredible than the other. And this week was the most incredible of all, a week when too much sport is barely enough. So much excitement, so much unbelievable, unprecedented excitement. All the big issues hit the fan when when the penny bunger went bang and the doors fell off the Millard Tourer caravan and the nation peeked inside and gawped at the home and away luxury on wheels and wondered how the owners could afford it. It's certainly, you know, me and my colleagues did. Uh, to the week's big one, well, Wednesday night, everything stopped for the Matildas semi-final against... Well, I've forgotten already... Who'd they play again? I just remember Matilda's been out there, green and gold. That's all I saw. Sam Kerr's goal, I'd stopped there. I didn't want to be embarrassed. But we can't dwell. The thing we've learnt from the World Cup is that the world game never stops. And so today there's another classic brewing between Sweden and, and our Matildas for third spot on the dais in this particular Women's World Cup. But then it moves on. There's the Asian Cup to worry about. There's the Kalgoorlie Cup to worry about. There's so many events to get involved with. Uh, that's uh, the big one today is at 6pm uh, Eastern in the Brisbane Rectangular. And we have to call it Rectangular because we're not allowed to mention names. FIFA, you know what they're like. They're hopeless to deal with. And, of course, the very, very big one, the one that climaxes the whole shebang on tomorrow. Uh, and, again, uh, you know, well... Uh, let's not mention who's playing because it'll only get us down again. But Bludgers, as you know, Blindside focuses uh, well on the spirit of rugby league and its ethical obligation, and we need to probe the results in last week's round. And before uh, we get in-out probing, wasn't it great to hear the players' thoughts on rugby league once again? Uh, I didn't realise how much I'd miss them. Uh, but uh, with Peace in the Caper and the RLPA media ban lifted, we could finally hear the missing voice in rugby league, that's the players. The code is blessed with a cavalcade of commentators, sideline eyes and pundits, but the players provide a unique insight into getting belted round the head in the quest of four premiership points while not getting ahead of themselves and taking it one week at a time against quality opposition. I think that was the theme that came through, the quality of the opposition, not getting ahead of ourselves, you're copying one round the years. Anyway, but you do tire of the limited contribution of Feathers, Braith, the Oracle, Professor and Buzz, etc. I mean, I do. Uh, they get a lot of airtime and they seem to talk about the same thing all over again and all, everyone talks about the same thing and so by the time I've watched five of them, I think, oh, where am I? Uh, out where the sprinklers spray, lopsided scores roamed, Canberra turned up at the rectangular in Melby, as everybody calls it now, and probably forgot who they were. 
That is the only way to explain the fiasco. Storm 48, Raiders 2. Yeah, that's right. You haven't misheard it. You've read it in the papers all week and heard about it on these shows with the Feathers and Braith and Oracle and Buzz and so on. Uh, Storm 48, Raiders 2. The Storm had uh, nine different try scorers. I think everyone had a crack, including, including the touch judge at going over in the corner. Uh, Sticky, coach of the Raiders, fumed at the presser, the post-hooter presser. His uh, contribution to an understanding of what went on was it was really, really embarrassing. Uh, we went away after 20 minutes. A top four spot up for grabs and we delivered up that crap. I mean, that's straight from, that's pure stick, isn't it? It's got the authentic stick quality about it. The ant was ropeable. But what honesty. It shone through the spray. Honestly, it was crap, though. I had to agree with him. It was hopeless. I don't know where they were. I don't know who they were. They looked a lot like the Tigers, didn't they? Uh, although, I've got to be honest here, I think the Tigers would have done a bit better. Elsewhere, the Knights, 30, Bulldogs blot. That was the score at half time. The second half of the stink ended up with a uh, sweet, sweet melody. Knights, 42, Bulldogs, 6. And that was a top kennel side. There was hardly anybody missing. Uh, it was uh, what I described as uh, turnstile defence from the Chumpy Chewers. Uh, the team, I've got to be honest here, was probably on its way to Bali as they played. They're thinking about what they were going to do when they got off the plane. Was it Cooter or Ligian or wherever they were going? Maybe they're going up on the North Shore to get away from the crowds. And are the dogs running out of excuses for that sort of rubbish? No, I don't think so. I think, if anything, the excuses are coming out of the kennel are just their long suit. That's what they're doing best at the moment is coming up with excuses. In the NRLW, there was a big turnaround for the foul house with the feathered fighting back after what was described as a stagnant 20 minutes to start with. After kickoff, the gummies, that is the sharks, ran in 12 points. It was then that the pullets got on the peck and as the pathetics powdered. And the finals chorus after 80 minutes was Roosters 36, Sharks 12. So they really turned it around. Monday morning, the head of elite, that's Giddy Up Annesley, Giddy Up Graham Annesley, turned up again on the steps of NRL House with a list of uh, how the refs, oh, and the bunker got it right. Uh, I've got to be honest here. I don't think he should hold these, uh, he should be spacing out his appearances on the steps of NRL House because he's just all starting out. Well, just the same idea comes through. It's a bit like people might remember uh, how premiers would come out and give a report on the pandemic. It seemed to be every, the same thing every day. There was no variation. There was just the same rather disappointing numbers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's honestly, in a nutshell, uh, he said Monday, the game is so quick that most uh, fans are clueless and only NRL ticketed refs or the bunker can tell what is right. I don't think that's right. I think I think the fans have a fairly clear idea about what's going on in the game while they're watching it. Otherwise, they wouldn't watch it. Again, he pleaded with the players to stop bashing each other because the referees just can't keep up. And in fallout uh, from the Labor Party conference, I know there's 200 million being allocated to women's sport, which we might get to talk about in a minute or two. Uh, I don't know whether that'd buy bullets for the shotgun community, to be honest. I mean, the cost of everything's going up completely. And I've always remembered, you know, Shotgun McKenzie, that great Wingaratta shooter, pleading with the public to donate as, you know, she went around the nation for more money for bullets. Now, um, it looks as though the PNG headhunters, Nee Kummels, will be the next cab off the NRL expansion rate. The team financed by our Department of Sport. Uh, I mean, it's. It's going to cost more than $200 million, I'm telling you that now. The team financed by our Department of Sport, talk about giving the Chinese Communist Party the trots, though. I mean, they, they, this provocative forward defence posture cooked up by the Labor Party conference and the Australian Rugby League will have the PLA capped on the bowl. 
They won't be able to do any taking over of Taiwan or anywhere else because they'll be just anchored to the bowl. And wait till you see what the government has in mind for the Matildas. Once they get the Kummels knee headhunters up and running, might be headhunters knee Kummels up and running. Elsewhere, it's been a week of uh, genuine excitement for the fight game. Genuine excitement. Uh, the Donkey Circuit League axis has never been so stronger with the top dog, Tavita Pangai Jr., quitting the pound to take up a career in the fight game. Now, there are suggestions that this is a wheeze. I don't subscribe to those. Uh, the wheeze suggests that this m- move would free up cash at the kennel to make a pass for someone like Payne Haas. Uh, sadly, Payne has already signed on again this week with the House of Kevy, so they'll have to look elsewhere. Uh, and all DC devotees are licking their lips with the news that rugby league stars Jason Tamalolo, who I think is retiring as well from the uh, cows, is set for a bout with Junior Paolo on the same card that Nelson Safar Solomono takes on the well-credentialed New Zealand uh, heavyweight Joseph Parker. Now, that's all in Townsville on October the 7th, a night of rugby league theme madness and mayhem. The AFL, and uh, after last week's performance, you wonder what the Bamfords are going to get up wrong this week. Favourites from last week included goals kicked from, you know, once the play had surged over the line and out of bounds, and technology won't help. That is, it's uh, stuffed by the human mind when it comes to following the rules, if you get my drift. In other words, there's still human minds involved in looking at score reviews or the bunker operations, and they seem to be as gullible and fallible as anybody, any other part of the community. Inspired by Buddy Franklin, no doubt, a number of AFL greats are rolling onto greener bootless pastures. Jack Rewald, Chad Wingard, the McCartan boys, Tom and Paddy, and the great Nick Nat- Natanui are all going to drop the shorts and leave. And we thank these great heroes for their service. You will probably see many of these retirees on the uh, 2023 grand final when they the motorcade of Parade of the Past goes round the edge of the MCG. And uh, Dimmer, Damien Hardwick, after two weeks on the Banana Lounge, found he missed the roar of the outer. And the former Richmond coat, coach is now in charge of the Gold Coast Suns, witches, hats and uh, magnets. Uh, last week, uh, incidentally, Roy broke the story about the Aussie success at the Commonwealth Youth Games in Trinidad and Tobago. The Golden Run has been absolutely brilliant from our team. Unfunded, of course. They have to do limiting drives to get there. Uh, one highlight uh, to go on with is WA swimmer Inez Miller snared three gold in a haul of seven medals. The golds came in the 200 free, the 400 free and the 4 by 200 relay. That name again, Miller, keep an eye on it. To get the blindside barge away from the wharf for another week, it's time to ask the man who is the voice of hope to step up for a spray. This week, the voice who incorporates the ethical obligation is again focused on the cost of living crisis. But what am I telling you this for? Prices have gone berserk and Australian families are living a nightmare, an endless nightmare. There's good news from the shelf stackers, though. Blueberries are still on the move. They've uh, been cited at $3.75 a punnet. That's incredible value. Uh, the Roy of Hope belongs to the Activator 1 rampaging Roy Slavin, who is the best in the business, always gets the job done. And no doubt about it, he's super excited to be here. Roy, happy rugby league. Can we get the bludging bunny in motion once again by asking what highlights caught your wrestler side this week? Bully sick, super dude. Yes, thank you very, very much, H.G. Uh, Nelson. Of course, happy rugby league to uh, to you, H.G., and, of course, to your, uh, your family. And uh, happy rugby league to all... Quiet, decent Aussies walking just a little bit taller this week, confidently nodding at complete strangers in the certain confidence of the overwhelming spirit of friendship. Best Women's World Cup ever. Mm. By far. Mm. Hell of a lot of daylight between this one 
Can't even think of another one. This How one great this one's been. Canada was rubbish. No, it's terrible. This is just great. Mm. I mean, if you want a World Cup, this is how you do it. The, Olymp- the Olympic Games was the best ever. Mm. One can only imagine what the uh, Commonwealth Games would have looked like. Would have been the best ever. But that's all right. Trinidad and Tobago, it's there. If the king reaches out and we're pressuring him to do so. Good luck, king. Of course, Eddie Jones goes ballistic at a press conference accusing the press of being Jonas. Don't often hear that term in association with uh, rugby union. A Jonah. No, and that hat. Usually uh, seafaring people refer to Jonas. Yeah, they I know think. what they're talking about. Uh, Jonah on a ship was someone who uh, foresaw... Trouble. Trouble coming, mm. and often trouble did come. Yeah, it did. With a Jonah on board. No one wanted a Jonah on board. Good grief, no. And to imagine our press and our Jonas to uh, rugby union is, uh, well, it's a thought not worth bearing. Uh, now, of course... Uh, He's accused uh, the press, of course, of being not only Jonas but traitors, traitors to the Wallabies' cause. Oh, no. I mean, <clears throat> honestly. But the gravitas is diminished by that hat, isn't it? It is, it is. And uh, this is in the wake of attack coach, that is rugby union attack coach, we did have one, <laughs> Brad Davis quits. Yeah, I know. So there's a spare seat on the flight to, to Paris. The Davis seat, no one's in it. We don't have an attack coach. Although I did see that uh, Jason Riles might be stepping into I, I that. I did that, that too, yes. That, that was very late breaking news. Oh, you couldn't do worse than, than uh, I mean, you could, I suppose you could do better than Jason Riles, but he'll, he'll do. Yeah. I mean, he knows what a tack looks like. He knows what a seat on a plane looks like. He knows what a seat on a plane looks like. He's not going to look stupid on a plane. He'll look, he'll fit right in, especially if they give him a tracksuit. Yes, okay. So good luck, Will Skelton, the new uh, captain of the... Uh, Wallabies, the uh, Cadbury's Wallabies. Old gold. Old gold. Fruit and nut. Wallabies, yeah. Mm, don't know what I think of Paris and the Wallabies. Hope they have a good time. Hope they get out and about and have a look at some of the... You know, there's so much to see in the City of Light. Yeah, there's not just the Arc de Triomphe and, uh, you know... Eiffel Tower. Eiffel Tower. There's more than that. So much yeah. more. Yeah. You know, There's Montmartre. Montmartre. I mean, yeah. what a what a suburb yeah. that is. Yeah, I know. It's incredible. Fantastic it? suburb. That's where Toulouse-Lautrec used to hang I around know, and paint and draw. Did he? He did. Amazing stuff. There's the defence section, of course, which is kind of interesting. Interesting architecture there. So much to do. A Louvre, of course. I mean, you can get lost in the... I mean, put a wallaby in a Louvre and they'll be there for months. <laughs> May never see him again. Jason Riles. Can you imagine what Jason would get up to in the Louvre? Oh, no. He'd organise a tour for he the would. boys. He would. He would. Now, the Boomers, uh, they go, went down to Brazil. Mercifully, it was just a friendly in the lead-up to the World Cup. Uh, they went down 90 to 86. Uh, coach Brian Gudrun says we were a bit soft. Soft. I don't like Boomers being soft. How'd they solve that problem? <laughs> Got a little while to work on that. Work on what I'd call hardness. Good luck with that, Brian. <clears throat> now, the Demon, uh, that's Demon R, is beaten by the Italian Sinner in the Toronto Open. Uh, now, Demon, however, that is the Demon Dimonar, is now the 12th ranked player in the world, which is the best ranking an Australian has had since Little Leighton was number one. 
Wow. Now, that's some that's, time ago. That, I know. That's telling you something, isn't it? The state of Australia. Would that be tennis. this century that Leighton was number one? Yes, it would have been this yeah. century. Yes, just. Dear. And uh, it looks like he's going to be our go-to man for the Davis Cup. But yeah, I tell you, I tell you what, I tell you what, I tell you what, if anyone was born, no one was born to play Davis Cup like Dimonar was. I mean, Dimonar just walks into Davis Cup, doesn't he? I mean, he's mm. got that Davis Cup look about him, that commitment, that love of uh, representing a country. Hardness. Hard. He's got hardness. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, I, I, mean uh, right. I mean, Gorgerin could reach out and get him to talk to the boomers, I suppose, about hardness. You could do that, I guess. Had a pinch, Zoom call. Is it work? Uh, now, Cam Smith um, wins a, a second live title, LIV title. I, look, I, I don't know where. <laughs> I don't know, don't know who he beat. Don't know anything about it, but uh, he won it, apparently. A lot of money in it, I hope. Uh, why else would you do it? I didn't realise they were still playing yeah. separate competitions. Yeah, they are. I thought they'd... No, no, the live's going on. Yeah. Peace it breaks. It's great. Out. I don't know if anyone turns up. You know, you've got the party hole and all yeah, that. Yeah, right, You've right, got the, vomit, the vomit hole. You've mm. got the hole when you bring a bucket and mm. fill it with something and vomit on it. I don't know. It's all great. It's all great. Anyway, he won. Yeah, well done, Cam. Now, Phil Mickelson's book on how to lose at gambling is now on sale. Look, I'd warn people off this book. I really would. Uh, I don't think there's anything edifying about it at all. And it's got to be fiction. I mean, no one could lose that much. A billion. More than a billion. Oh, it's more than a billion. More than a billion. Is he still Phil losing? Phil Mickelson, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he... He hadn't stopped. I mean, it wouldn't matter how many bloody uh, lives turn up and give him, you know, a couple of hundred million for nothing. It's still not going to get him out of a hole. I mean, he's, he's up to his neck in it. Uh. His only way out is to win. Win. That would be my advice to Phil Mickelson. Find a yeah. decent aristocrat pokey and win. <laughs> now, now the Socceroos get uh, $20 million, $20 million for getting into the top 16. This was in the last World Cup. Six, yeah, $20 million. Right. Our Matildas get six point seven million for getting into the top four. It's not much, is it? No, that's no. very, very telling, isn't it? And yeah, and uh, the profit taken out by FIFA is is close to nine hundred million euro. Nine hundred million euro they've made out of this, out of the greatest World Cup the world has ever seen. What are what the negotiations were like first up? I've no idea. Know, yeah. I've no idea. I assume the Australia so, had to cough up a bit. Yeah. So they put up a – they get a billion out of it, a yeah. billion euro out of it. Pretty much, yeah. And our Matildas, our genuine Aussie heroes, yeah. 6.7 million to divvy up. Eh? It's not right. And what's the, the – It's not right. I want to call him infanticide. Yeah. Uh, the boss. Yeah. What's his position on levelling up? Oh, I don't know. Can call it. He's going nothing. to do it sometime this I, century. I mean, everyone's talking up Matilda. It's how great the Matilda are. And they are. No one's denying that. I mean, we can talk about tactics, how tactics went wrong, how, you know, we didn't really have enough depth. We didn't rotate our players enough. So they were all legless by the time this mm. uh, fiasco turned the up night. the other night. Yeah. I mean, they were out on their feet before they walked out there. Yeah. They were because we hadn't turned over the, st- turned over the team enough. Yeah. I mean, that was clear. Anyone could see that. Everyone knew that. Everyone knew we were on a hiding to nothing. But no one was prepared to talk about it. Oh, no, we had these bloody glasses on that 
The, yeah. the green and gold green glasses. Green and gold glasses. Mm. I and mean, you can't take that away from Aussies. Aussies do that. No, I don't blame them. I but, mean, I did too. You know, I I wanted them to win like buggery. I did. But I knew it wasn't going to happen. I knew it couldn't possibly happen. They were too tired. You mean we put on this show so as yes. FIFA could get a billion euro out yeah, of it? Yeah, pretty much. And pay our team... 6.7 million crumbs. Yeah. A couple of crumbs. It's not right. It's not right. It's not no. right. And I've heard nothing from the sports minister. Yeah. Nothing. I mean, the ALP conference didn't raise the issue. No, I would have raised the issue. I would have raised the issue number one. Yeah. How much can we give our Matildas? Yeah. Could somebody have a look at this contract yeah, and know yeah. what they're looking at? In retrospect. Yeah. In retrospect. I mean, get, get someone in. Get, oh, I don't know. But we can't continue with this, can we? We've got to be. We've got great lawyers. Yeah, yeah I know. Exactly. Why can't we get our lawyers to look at it? I know. And business people. Business people. You know, Our got... business people are great. And the best in the world yes. when it comes to negotiating contracts. That's right. That's bar. right. Look at PricewaterhouseCoopers. They're brilliant. They wouldn't have given them just $6.7 million. No. They'd have offered them contracts. They'd have got them on board. We'd have Matildas in Macquarie Street or wherever their office is getting a lot of money mm. for doing nothing. Yeah. And that's how it should be. <laughs> anyway, we might have time to... Unpack. Unpack this in a mm. minute. Now, I tell you what, very exciting news. It's not often I get bowled over by excitement, but no, this, this week that. it happened. Yeah. It happened. Yeah. <clears throat> Wait for it. Todd Woodbridge, Todd, that Todd Woodbridge, the world's yeah. greatest doubles player, <laughs> uh, is to host the Channel 7 version of Tipping Point. What? Whoa, Yeah. You know that great show, Tipping Point. It's yeah. great, you know, the, the, the things come down, down and, you, and they, and you, they shut bunch them along. up and yeah, then couple yeah, drop yeah, down and you, yeah, you get just, money and it's yeah, great. On the edge of your seat. Well, you sit, you lean yeah. forward. And you, I try to sleep during that show but I can't because, you know, the things come down you've got to lean forward. Oh, how many are going to come I down? Mean, Call the family in. It's there about to drop. Come on in. <laughs> anyway, Todd is to host it. And I, I think this might be a first. I don't know of any former doubles. doubles player who's hosted a game show. I've been trying to think all night. I can't think of one. No. Not one. No. Anders Yarrod didn't. No. He never did. No. no. Uh, the Kokonakis bloke, he's never hosted no. a game show. How about the uh, two uh, Max, Supermax? Supermax. They never yeah, hosted no. a game show. I don't think so. No. Well, I mean... Oh, did he? Paul McNamara and Peter McNamara. Correct. But they were never called in to host uh, no, Fill In For Baby John or anything like yeah. that on Wheel. <laughs> Your host this week is Paul McNamara. I don't think I don't no, think that I don't happened. Think I mean, people will know. Yeah, they'll be able to get in touch. But, yeah. Anyway, I look forward to this. It, it could work because people love Tipping Point. Yeah. To yeah. see an Australian version and when Todd comes out, hello, everyone, I'm Todd. Whoa! Yeah. yeah. Wait for it. World's greatest double player. Yeah. Now, can I just ask, is this going to – don't tell me this is going to yeah. replace Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Oh, oh in a different network. Uh, who okay. Wants to Be a Millionaire is on nine, nine. And, and that's it, going. Yeah, that's correct. That's going. That's going. I, I don't know what's replaced. Oh, look, I did know. Something. Grant Denyer or someone is going to do something. I don't know. That's all right. I don't know. I, like, it's Steesby not, hasn't informed it's me. Steesby's keeping it to himself at this stage. He's not going to do – this is on seven. Right. This is on 7. I don't know. Tipping point, what time's it on of an afternoon? Well, Maybe four, about 5 o'clock, something like 2.30. 2.30. Oh, oh 2:30. great. I, I never know what the time is as it, soon as. He's not going to do a version of Pointless on 9 to compete with it. Todd? No, Sneezeby. Sneezeby, I don't know. I don't know, but they'll have to come up with some battle plan. Maybe get uh, Mark Woodford to host a show. Anyway. 
<laughs> now, Sorry. Buddy has agreed to a um, an SCG lap of honour. I think that's next weekend. I think that's right. The last home and away game. That's right. And I think this is a sop so he doesn't have to go to the grand final. That's right. Which is, I understand, entirely. Well, he does want to do that. He, he doesn't want, want to, he does do want to be no. in the grand final farewell. He yeah, doesn't. no, the, sitting on the ute, that, you know, in the Well, in the he's prepared chair. to sit on the ute here in Sydney. I know. He doesn't have to travel so far. No, he doesn't. And I think it's going to be at half time. Oh, that's a good idea. Half time, yeah. That's a very good very idea. Very good idea. So yeah. people can. People, every, everybody's there. Yeah, yeah, unless. Oh, a lot of people like go to the toilet and stuff or at half time. Get a but, beer or something, but, or something like that. Let's hope they don't. Let's hope they just stay in their seats yeah. and welcome Buddy out. Now the England Aussie post final test few beers scandal. You recall? They snubbed. Yes, the English Mate. said, "Oh yeah, we'll have a couple of beers after after the game." Yes, we always do, and then didn't show up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, S- Stephen Smith has weighed in on this oh, scandal. Yes. He says Stokes lied. Stokes Captain lied? Stokes lied, yes. He's Steve calling, Smith says... He's calling him a liar. A liar. A liar. That's pretty out there. And Smith has a record of calling people out in no, these matters? No, no, no. This is unprecedented. It's right. the first time I've ever heard Stephen Smith call anyone a liar. Anyone. And he's already... I mean, Steve penalty? Smith, he keeps his... He's very guarded yeah, with very his very guarded. Keeps his... He keeps his language to himself. He does. Keeps his thoughts to himself? Yes. Not on this occasion. Always positive. Always positive, yes. Yes. Not on this occasion. And does he feel hurt by it? Hurt, very hurt. And and Upset. He's not not going to go back to England? Traumatised. Traumatised? Traumatised. And he's going to go and play in New York because of this? Because of this, yes. I think he might leave cricket because of this. Wow. Mm. Now, Swimming Australia appears to be a basket case at the moment. Um, Now, the... Swimming Australia might lose membership to the world governing body because of the poor governance within Swimming Australia itself. Everyone hates each other. I mean, I don't know what the membership's going to do, but we don't want to lose our world governing body membership. That would be a travesty. It's weird that things are great in the pool. Everything's working in the pool. From the coaching level down, everything's great. But administratively... It's a basket case. Wonderful week for the greatest game of all, of course. As HG has mentioned, Graham Annesley has claimed that uh, referees, touches and the uh, bunker get most calls correct. Most, mm. most calls, mm. do they? Most. Yeah. That's Are you happy mean. with most? I'm not happy with most. I want to hear the word every. Every decision correct. It's not beyond there, Ken. No. It's not no. beyond. I mean, most punters know what's right uh, and what's exactly, wrong. Exactly, exactly. That was my point. Yes, just get a couple of punters into the bunker, problem solved. Ordinary, decent, hard-working Aussies who call it as they see it. That's all we need. Not these highly ticketed, highly fancied, highly paid, overblown... Clowns. Clowns. Who wear funny hats. Now, James Tamo has retired. Yeah, very sad news. What a journeyman. Much loved, of course, James Tamo. You know, remember there was talk of he and Serena Williams doing a world tour together. That's right. <laughs> I don't know if that's still on. But there was talk. There was definitely talk about that happening. It was. Yeah. You know, James Tummo at one point was so badly beaten up that the doctors advised him no, never, never to play, to play rugby. again. Yeah, never but, to play rugby but he, again. But he kept going. He kept going. It was incredible. Incredible. What a Trojan. He kept going for another ten years. Exactly. And he loved every minute of loved it. Loved it. Playing under the, you know, the sword yep. of Damocles. If I yeah, that's that right. Play, playing in pain. 
playing in pain. Playing that's in right. pain. That's the Tamo story. And that's the story he'll tell the world if Serena lets him get a word in. <laughs> Jared Croker to retire. Oh, God very almighty. sad. He'd be arguably the Raiders' greatest, wouldn't he? I mean, you can talk about Laurie Daly and uh, Glenn Lazarus and what have you, but of the modern era. Oh, the modern era, certainly. Um, certainly. He's played for a long time. 15 seasons, actually. Over 300 oh. games. God, that's a lot of rugby league, isn't it? Uh, he's the rugby league's third greatest scorer. He's scored 2,358 points just behind Asim, Hazem El Masri and Cam Smith. That's some that's record, incredible. isn't it? That is incredible. I think Brett Finch taught, taught him everything about Did rugby. Did he really, yeah, Brett Finch? That, that sort of, I know that's going back into the archives. Young Finch, what a player he was. Oh, well, indeed. I don't know if he ever fulfilled his promise, but no. uh, that's, you know, he can... Experts he, can argue. Experts can argue, 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 argue yeah. that when the next, uh, whenever the next Immortals are talked about, but I don't think we'll see the name Finch there. I don't. Wouldn't I'd, that I'd make a great Q&A topic? What? Yeah, uh, how good was not. Brett Finch? Yeah. Or did Brett Finch... Did we see the best? Did we of see the best of Brentford? What a fascinating question we can put to people later. Should we get transported by that? And of course, Benji is now head coach. Benji, we wish you all the best, mate. All the best. I just hope he's not, you know, he's the ambassador for pacing, isn't he? He is. He's well remembered. Yeah, let's hope he's not taking on too much. No. It sounds like he is. Put yourself first, Benji. Yeah. Put your team second. Put the paces third. Yeah. Make of that what you will. An app that monitors all graded AFL and rugby league players? It's here. Stay in touch. Stay safe. Download the bludging app and enjoy peace of mind. Now, just a quick note or two about the $200 million the government's promised, uh, basically according to the, I think it might be the News Limited Papers, supporting facilities for women and girls will get $200 million upgrade as the federal government moves to ensure more events like the Matildas are on free TV. Oh. So there's two prongs to this. Um, Anthony Albanese announced the new Play Our Way program to fund improvements on sporting facilities and equipment specifically for women in response to the extraordinary rise in uh, female participation in community sport. And then uh, the Prime Minister said the government wanted women and girls to have facilities and support to choose a sport they loved. Then, of course, they're trying to get out of the problems of anti-siphoning or improve, strengthen the anti-siphoning rules, which has obviously been a big mistake in this uh, particular occasion with the Women's World Cup here and uh, galvanising a huge audience. Although I've got to be honest... It was behind a paywall most of the games, weren't they? Yeah, the majority of games. And and Aussies don't like that. Aussies don't don't like paywalls. They don't. They don't. And 11 million... Viewers yeah. tuned into the free to air on right. seven, That's and right. that could have been available to all, uh, yep. you know, all the matches. Yep. Now, can I just point out that who was sponsoring? I don't know, but the advertisers must have been happy on seven. Oh, thrilled to bits. I don't know thrilled who was bits. advertising. I don't know. Uh, well, there's a lot of fee for advertising in it, oh. which you've got to accept. Is yeah. that they're putting it on, so they get a chance to advertise. Yeah. But I can't answer that at all. No. But they don't. I was going to say they'll never get quite those figures again, I don't think. No, I don't in terms think so. free to air television. Yeah, extraordinary. Could, yeah, bumps. 11 million, that's quite a number. It is. It is. Mm. And I'm not sure if that factors in the, uh, you know, the people who were watching on Optus and. I don't think so. No, that's what I mean. I don't think yeah. so. Optus Sport. Yeah. But can I just point out that the 200 million. Mm. It's not much, is it? What can you get for two hundred million these days? Look at the Australian dollar, 63, 63 cents. It is at the moment. Yeah. I mean, it's plummeting. 
Look, I was looking at it another way and thinking about the recent development of the rugby league yeah. in terms of paying players' salaries. Yes. You've got uh, Payne Haas. Mm. I forget what, what he, 1.3 a million a year? A 1.3? Year, I know. Like that. So, yeah. I mean, you, you're looking at, at that rate, yeah. 200 players. Yes. In a year. Yeah. You're not looking at any future. But then you come to the crux of the matter mm. is um, the – well, Racing New South Wales, which is run by Peter Volandes, yes. uh, he's uh, he's described as the greatest uh, sports administrator in the country. Yes, uh, I'm a great believer in continual improvement, and if those in charge are driving that improvement, then they they'll have my support. This is according to uh, uh, Harris, Mr. Harris, the racing minister right. in New South Wales. Mm. Uh, he's saying provincial and country racing is important because that's where a lot of people learn their trade. Mm. We have to make sure that they're financially viable. Now, this has got yes. nothing to do with. Uh, you know, like you mean, some sort of cities subsidising the country is that the Volandis position, the feathers I, position? Actually? I think it is. So, right. jockey Matty Derrick, who is an apprentice at uh, Mr. Harris's home race course of Wyong, agreed that country tracks need more funny. Country race courses need a little bit of help. The girls' changing rooms are generally a lot smaller than the boys, and there's a lot more girls coming through. Right now, I then apply the question that I often ask to you when money's mm. talked about: Is Watsford Oval getting any of this? Yeah, I hope so. Well, certainly, I've seen no paperwork yet. No, it's a bit early, but I assume there's, there'll be some paperwork, probably online. Go go to the government site and fill out the requisite forms. I, I can certainly do that on behalf of Watsford Oval. But then. To put in extra toilets for women because there are no toilets there for women. None at all. But this is my point. In fact, I don't think there are any toilets there at all for blokes. No. You, you, you've got to go down to the to Tony Lecchetti Oval uh, to go to the toilet. And often they're locked. Yeah. So you find yourself in the bush somewhere and then someone sees you and you look weird. And then it, viral, word you know, spreads images, out, you know, you know, Facebook, all that I sort know, of stuff. I know. Now, can I just ask, though, that this is... Then you get sickos turning up with their cameras, cameras and, and stuff. And their long yeah. lenses know, and stuff, hoping that somebody's dropped exactly, their duds. Exactly, Because they're busted. Now, look... Can I ask, though, that this is just one tiny bit. Mm. The toilets are not very good in the Wyong race course or the change rooms are not good in the Wyong race course. Yeah. Now, lots of people would love to be able to go to Wyong race horses and become apprentice jockeys, especially women. That's but right. they won't go there because there's no – you must be finding this at Watsford Oval. Yes. People just won't come down and kick a soccer <laughs> ball around or play rugby league. Well, you've got be- to put in portaloos. I know. Well, and that's, they're that's, rental. And, that, and, that, and that, that's a job for someone. You know, who who didn't order the portal? That's always your first question around yeah. Watsford Oval. Who forgot to order the portalers? You know. But where I come to is the difficulty is how can we change this? Because yeah. 200 million sounds like. Sounds like a lot of money. But. But. How far does it when go? When the rubber hits the road, it's not going to go far, is it? Thanks. Thanks. I mean, it's, it seems to me that. If it was 200 billion. Two hundred billion, say over five years. Over, well, okay, over, over five years. Let's say yeah. it is over five years. All right, two two hundred. But well, then people would sit up and take notice and think, "Oh, well, you beauty, we're going to get something and, out of this." And is your sorry? Just go back a bit, wind back a bit. Yeah. Beep, 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 beep. Where we come to is, you think there'll be a site that people will be able to fill out their forms and yes. say, "We let's say in this case, uh, Secretary of the Wyong Race Club, yeah. we would like say six million to be able to build some That's toilets." Right. That's now, right. Now, the, the Minister of Sport's going to get rushed off his or her feet yes. with these things. Well, it's up to the public servants to vet these things and filter them through to the minister to sign off on. And is, you know, Or it could be outsourced to a private firm like PwC or someone like that. Somebody's get involved. Runs on the boards. <laughs> someone who knows how to 
Fiddle. Fiddle. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> now, look, can I just ask, though, come mm. back to it, yeah. is toilets the crushing, is change rooms the crushing thing? Look, I think it is an issue, yeah. No, 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 no. I, no, I, no, I, no, I, I, I think it is an issue, yes. Uh, I yes. was thinking of coaching. Should mm. we employ more coaches? Should right. we employ maybe enable people to buy? I mean, I've seen figures quoted, hard to know how mm. exactly they are, that parents mm. yep. are paying, say, $400 a year mm. or $500 a year so their kids can play sport. No, it's more than that if you're going to play soccer, and women's soccer in particular, it can cost you thousands. But so should, should there be a tax break on... Well, of course there should be a tax break, yes. On I, encouraging... I would have thought so, yes. To, so in other to words, begin with, some sort of negative gearing. A negative gearing? What a great idea. If you could neg- negatively gear your... Your youngsters. Your youngsters' out-of-pocket expenses uh, and offset that against your mortgage. <laughs> I don't know. No, you're talking my language. Yeah. Any offset against the mortgage, I think Australians will go for it. I think so. Can I just ask, (laughs) is we need a root and branch re-examination of the structure and financing of sport in this nation. We do. 200 million, as I say, you're going to spend that really quickly if you start buying players or building toilets. That's right. That's right. And we need what I'd call a certain pathway for athletes who have ambitions to be professional sports people, both both boys and girls. We see... And at the moment, if you're going to play A-League and you're a woman playing A-League, chances are you're an amateur and you're not getting paid for yeah. it. Now, can, now you're, you're right, the pathway's another thing. The pathway's thing. not there. Now, can I ask, back up a bit again, beep, 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 beep. Yeah. Look, we need pathways that give certainty and mm. support every step of the way. That's right. You might be playing, at, say, Adelaide High. Yes. They've got a football team there. And then you think, oh, well, I'll play Adelaide United. Yes. Stuff like that. And then I'll get in, those, in Matildas. Now, probably the other night there would be 40,000 people with that same, or 40,000 youngsters. With, with that, that ambition. Same, yes, exactly. With that ambition, And yes. they're all going to be what able to What about some sort of Commonwealth scholarship? <laughs> a Commonwealth scholarship to play football. Well, I mean... And do you think we could get 40,000 of those up and running in the next two years? Well, if it was up to you or me, we could have 40,000 of those up and running by tomorrow. I know. But then the 40,000, are they going to get disappointed because there's not 40,000 spots in the Matildas? Yeah, I guess they are. And if so, how do we deal with that? We can't guarantee selection of the Matildas. We can't. We can't. Or we can say if you're good enough, you might be able to play (laughs) A-League. Want to get more involved in Rugby League? Drop into Rugby League World in Ipswich and talk to the team. No appointment necessary. Search Rugby League? Yes. And follow the links. Discounts for bludgers on the blind side. Are you listening to Bludging on the Blind Side? Roy, any action on the text line? Hey, look, John of Beager has got involved. He says, happy television. Fair enough. He says, speaking of Todd Woodbridge hosting a TV show, who can forget John Alexander refereeing on Australian Gladiator? That was a... That was fantastic, car. wasn't yeah, it? He was born to play that part. He was. He looked a little bit mad at times, didn't he? Perfect, I would have thought, yeah. for the job. Now, I've got a whisper that Gladiator's meant to be making a bit of a comeback. Is it really? And I'd just love to think that he... Sparkles McGaw might have been in that he, program he was. as well. Now, he was very was good. name? His Hammer? Name. Oh, well done. I think. Yeah, Sparkles McGaw. Yeah, he was. I don't know why he didn't call himself Sparkles because that's we knew him as Sparkles, and all of a sudden he's Hammer, and we're confused. (laughs) I stopped watching. (laughs) I did. Would you give the new Gladiator? Do you think it's time enough for Mm. the sins of the past to be forgotten with Gladiator? Yeah, I don't know why it went away. No, it didn't quite work, did it? 
was like that 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 uh, bloody golf show. Like, well, which work. bloody golf show? This oh, you know, what, what, whatever There was, was Brett Ogle's golf no, show? No, 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 no. The, the, the one the shark had something to do with. Oh. Hooly Dooly or whatever Oh, yes. Holy Moly. Oh, or, holy Moly. I wouldn't have funny called, ads. I wouldn't have called that a golf show, but I'll take your point. Funny ads. Mm. Oh, well, people had golf sticks and had to hit a ball into a hole. I mean, it had that feature about it. It was as close as live to golf as <laughs> golf is. Um, mm. <clears throat> anyway. Right, so... Yes. Well, someone's suggesting uh, a cheaper option would be to, with the change rooms, to make all the change rooms unisex and have lifesavers from the Central Coast employed to monitor entry and exit of players and to keep an eye out for sickos. Well, the Central Coast Central, will have rats well, that's on the gonna, board. Well, yeah, I know, but it's, it's going to... cost you know, a fair bit of money, isn't well, it? Well, fly, fly them around all around the country... <laughs> From the Central Coast? How's that going to work? Do you think that we need a revolution in toilet architecture, as in yeah. not so much the the division of chores? Well, I think but w- what we've got to do is come up with what it call a smart toilet. Smart toilet. I mean, you you, you press a button uh, and determine what, what your, whether you want male, female or yes. whatever. Yes. You press the button and the toilet immediately goes into that configuration as the door opens. Right. It's not that hard to do. It's not yeah. that hard to do. I mean, they're, they're expensive, but uh, but uh, once once they're up and running, they're fantastic. You know, once I went to, I think it was uh, Cambodia, I think it's right. Cambodia, yeah. Yeah, Cambodia, where the king yes. uh, ran a best toilet of the year competition. Good. Every year. Good. And I went to, at one point, I went to the winning toilet. Yeah, how was it? It first was, class? First class. It's yeah. just incredible. Was incredible. it one of those press button smart toilets? No, nothing to do with that. It was, a, you know, a very limited, uh, as you'd expect, in uh-huh. a you know in a country which is very constrained by its, you know, ability to spend money on toilets. Yes. Uh, but it was first class and very efficient yes. in its operation. Okay. Good, good, good. Was it just a simple seat? Simple seat and, uh, you know, sort of like uh, mm. the appropriate powder. Good. Uh, available in plentiful supply. Oh, fantastic. Now, look, before talk, it gets away I'll, I'll from talk us. Talkback, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Talkback yes. topic, what are you uh, thinking? Talkback topic, ta- uh, last week actually, was uh, uh, should King Charles reach out to Trinidad, Tobago and uh, host the Commonwealth Games? 84% said yes. Isn't that great? Isn't that great? Almost total and, uniformity there. And do people, there was no yes, re, There would have been regional variations, which yeah. I, I didn't And Republican have, issues involved? Uh, I guess there would be. Yeah, that, that would be slim, implied. That's, that's up for uh, to academics to uh, go through. <laughs> this week, our talkback, I would suggest, is should King Charles sell, oh, back with him. sell Sandringham uh, to furnish the games, to, to fund the games? Now, the interesting... Backstory here yes. is, of course, the Commonwealth Games. Mm. Only three hundred and eighty million to get out of the uh, Melbourne Games. I Victorian that was pretty government, re- yeah, yeah, pretty reasonable. Well, I thought. God Almighty, when you look at the seven billion it was going to cost to run it, who's ahead? <laughs> hey, we are. I know, by Yeah, we should import, put in more bids <laughs> for things, <laughs> and then get out. And of then them. get out of them. <laughs> I mean, it's a way of investment, really, it is, isn't it? It is. It is. And <clears throat> are you? Um, <laughs> Concerned that uh, you know the reputation of the Commonwealth Games has suffered for that because of the obviously people will be getting it yeah. to just rip it off. Right. Yeah. Oh well, of course people are going to try and exploit the scammers. Russian scammers will be you know yeah. putting in bids AI. for the Commonwealth Games. Yeah. You know, putting it on in oh, I don't know where. Well, Malaysia, say Malaysia. Yeah. Why not? Gale. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and people will be fooled by it and want to get involved and invest. Well, don't. 
The painting had them reeling back in awe. The smoking gun, the AFL Supremo and the Taubmans were dancing an attractive rumba before the eyes. Suddenly the crime was there for all to see, even those bludging on the blind side. Ah oh yes, welcome back to Bludging on the Blind Side. If you want to get involved with the show, 0467 That's 0467 or roynhg at abc.net.au. And the following have, Roy. Uh, yeah, just on the text, HG, uh, Peter from Glossodia. I don't, know, I don't know where Glossodia is or whether that's made up. He's worried about the women's toilet roulette, how many women will struggle during the buddy celebrations as they go around the facilities looking for somewhere to relieve themselves at half-time uh, next, next week's round. Right. I don't know if having it at half-time is a good idea because a lot of people, oh, as we I say, yeah. use that opportunity to yeah. either use Take the smallest room or to get a drink or a pie yeah. or well, well, that's the a opera bucket house. of chips or something like that. Yeah, no. They're not going to stay and watch Buddy. They're not. I, I just worry that it's not going to serve Buddy... Are- well enough. Yes. People so, should be forced to stay in their seats until the maybe until the buddy celebration is over. Maybe have a an hour half time, half an hour for buddy, then half an hour to get or your stuff. Or why not stop the fourth quarter at say the twenty minute mark Good or point. the twenty third minute mark? Yes. Buddy's numbers, of course. Yes. And and have buddy go round. Yes. And have the players stop and applaud as well. I'm sure they'd like to be involved. That's a lovely rather idea. Rather than be camped under the you know in the stands listening to John Longmire shout at them. That's a lovely idea. Uh, lovely. Well, no, why don't the whole second quarter just devoted to buddy. buddy? Buddy's quarter. You could call it Buddy's quarter. And he comes out. He at comes 20. out for twenty minutes or twenty five minutes. Mm-hmm. I think they've got to think it through, and I take your point about yeah. the uh, problem of uh, overloading the uh, plumbing at uh, half time. Well, yeah, yeah. I just think it's going to be a bad look if there are empty seats when Buddy's out there. That's all. Mm. That's all. Uh, now this has come from I'm not so sure who, uh, saying on the text I'm not sure you're aware the New South Wales government recently announced it's searching for New South Wales first feral pig coordinator. I didn't know this. The media release makes no mention of whether you need to be a ticketed rugby league player. Do you know whether a rugby league ticket is required or whether the position is open to anyone who just likes a shoot? I'd suggest the latter. I don't yeah, no, there's... I don't think you have to be rugby league compliant no, at all. No. But what I would suggest is that the to get people involved mm. in the shoot, yeah. we make uh, or we, you know, somehow tag mm. uh, 400 lucky pigs. Oh, I yes. mean, there's hundreds of millions of them out there, there just causing havoc. Yep. But if we tag 400, you know, yes. lucky pigs, yep. if you get one of them, you can look up online, say you've got pig number 31. Yes. You'll be able to see, you know, what prize you've got. Might be Some of them might be booby prizes like an egg or oh. others might be genuine, you know, like a new. Well, it could be 200 million. That'll do. <laughs> huh? See, incentives. Yeah, now, that would be an incentive. Now, can I point out that. God, that would get people out there shooting, wouldn't it? Yeah. And There's a lucky pig out there somewhere in Australia worth two hundred million. Now you're talking. Now you're talking. And you know, I mean, that's the sort of. I mean, you don't need a public service to come up with these sorts of ideas. You don't. <laughs> no, that's true. What else you got there, Roy? On the emails. On the emails. Uh, this comes from Neil. Uh, Neil from Goulburn. He says, "Happy rugby league." Uh, could there be such a thing as a good grub? 
he postulates. Mm-hmm. There's a bloke who started playing rugby league in the late 50s in a country city not far from Gunning in New South Wales. He famously played rugby league in the Group 8 competition from juniors to first grade through to the second division for nearly 20 years. Yes. All the while, he played front row under the old-fashioned, hard-earned moniker, Grub. But along the way, he was also a respected boilermaker, cellarman, publican, rugby league manager, coach, taxi driver, Australia Post contractor and family man. Uh, And he was also a removalist for nearly 30 years, helping all and sundry, moving in or moving out at all hours of the day and night, artfully sidestepping many a situation up and down the east coast of Australia, all the while still answering to grub. Isn't that great? Isn't that a good story? But is that a nickname as in, uh, you know, like... A bit like Grub Reynolds. Grub Reynolds, yeah. Well, he heard it. He heard it. Yeah. You know, it wasn't a term of irony. It was a term of factuality. Yeah, I'm not sure. Nickname when you were young, some people were called Grub as a contraction. Never. I never never heard it. Yeah. No. No, it's it's only come... Well, this bloke reckons it goes back to the 50s, but I didn't hear... Right, I've got a... Enforcer was something that... Oh, Might have been used. Okay, okay. But I, I think there can be good grubs. Look, honestly, Bar Lamb, total grub. Yeah, I but... mean, Ellery Hanley, I mean, I yeah. rest my case. Um, but you couldn't meet a nicer bloke. But you see, the... Grub, uh, you know, Green. Grub Green. He's now a skipper of the team. That's right. Lovely yeah. bloke off yeah. the paddock. I couldn't know. meet a nicer respected bloke. Respected fella totally of the community. respected. I know. Helps police, you know, with... Yeah, finding crime. Finding crime. Solutions to solutions crime. Solutions to crime, I know. Yeah. Always persons. hanging around the police station with great ideas. Um, I mean, Jared, we're a Hergreaves. Yeah. Couldn't meet a nicer bloke off the paddock. No, no, true. Do anything for yeah, you. Yeah, he move. would. He's Remember that mover. barbecue he organised in the park? He didn't have to. No, he just did it. Just did it yeah. solely off his own bat. Mm. I mean, that's Jared. Mm. 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 But. But. Yeah. There's the other Jared we see week in and week yeah, out. That, playing rugby league. Mm. And be sad when he hangs up the boots. Won't it ever. Won't it ever. Now, this is uh, sort of germane, HG. This has oh, yes. come from David. David. David is suggesting your regular discussions about Leichhardt Oval's toilets. Mm-hmm. Got me thinking about other famous rugby league toilets and their potential to create a new tourist venture, mm-hmm. the Great Australian Toilet Walk that could be prosecuted in Las Vegas. Get people out here having a look at some of our toilets. He says, start at Cronulla, the northeast toilet, home of the Todd Carney bubbler. Right. Well, I didn't know no, that. No, I didn't but know But that'd that. be I, great I, I, to see where the bubbler took place. Yeah. I mean, you'd have to, the Americans would have to be brought up to We'd speed with who Todd to Carney him. is yeah, and what yeah. he's doing these days. Yeah. Terrific coach and yeah. I think he's leading a team at the moment, isn't he? Yes, correct. Coaching somewhere. He might be captain coach somewhere. Yes, I think correct. we talked about him recently. L- That's great week. news. Yeah, it is great, great news. Great news. Yeah, great news. So... That's something. Head north to Clavelli, scene of... Uh, oh, the toilet in no, the... No, a lot of toilet tri- stuff going oh, yeah, on there. I know, I know, yeah. It's a great in, pub, in the that hotel. one, isn't it? I mean, there's yeah. always something happening there. It's always going off, either a blue or someone in the toilet when they shouldn't be. And often there are couples in the toilet. You know, it's yeah, great. I know, I know. Great for those sickos with phones. Um, then you could jump on the train to Newcastle, see the pub toilet where Caelan Palmer and Kurt Mann got up to nothing. Remember that? Yes. That was great. just hanging around and, yeah. and nothing fiend. happened. Yeah, that's right, Pete. Looking suspicious. Yeah. Then. It seemed yeah. suspicious to someone. They just looked like rugby league players when you look at the footage. Didn't look like anything weird to me. No. Just two blokes hanging around a toilet. Yeah. I mean, yeah. rugby league players, that's yeah. what they do. Yeah. 
then fly to Brisbane to view the toilet where Sam Tido, Darius Boyd and Carmichael Hunt got up to no good in 2008. I didn't know about that story. No. But I'd love to know. Yeah. yeah it's, it's and I'm well sure the people in Las Vegas, Americans, would be fascinated yeah. by that. Yeah. And uh, is he going far as Darwin on this? I don't know. Remember well, I the, you could. Is there a good toilet in Darwin? Well, there is. Remember the uh, the Parramatta players went yeah. up there and they couldn't find the administration of rugby league, right. couldn't find that they'd done anything wrong right. in the toilets. It was a romantic tryst. Yeah. But find the player, oh. something like five grand. Bring the game into disrepute? Wow. Well, For being silly? Being silly. Being silly. Okay. Well, well that being could be worth league. looking at. I reckon it would be. It would be. Oh, mm. without doubt it would be. Mm. Uh, and then return to Sydney and the peak of the tour, the Leichhardt Oval Toilets. Right, yeah, obviously. Where you look at the patina. Yeah. <laughs> and mm. how the money's going to be how spent. How the money's going to be spent, yeah. Seems and the vision of the, what is it, the eighth wonder of the world or something like eighth that. Eighth wonder of the world. The, the mayor of uh, the inner west, Darcy's really talking this up. As long as the toilets aren't touched, Darcy, you've got to remember that. Leave them as they are. Leave them as they are. So that's a, an that's interesting a idea. fascinating idea. Yes. It is. Mm. Uh, that's the sort of thing that's got to be done in Vegas. Well, we, that's the gonna... thing. Otherwise, it's just we, we're just going to appear like idiots. I oh, know. Just going to come pe- in and nothing happen. The but thing... if there are spin-offs, well, that's it. See, that's what took my eye about the problem of the uh, Women's World Cup was yeah. people were complaining that it was a great opportunity yes. to get tourism into Australia, but nobody did nothing about it. Well, hang on. Haven't we had a lot of people here? Well, I don't the know. Stadiums have we? are full. Oh, well, often full... by people from overseas. Oh, I think so. Is that right? I think so. Right, okay. Some of these live sites, you, you see a lot of people oh, from overseas. Live sites. Yeah, true. I've forgotten the live sites. Yeah. I was just thinking the games. Mm. Yeah. I, I, I think I, it has been a boon. Oh, okay. I, I mean, I haven't seen the figures yet from either the Minsk government or the British government or whoever, Palaszczuk and whatever. Yeah. I haven't heard anything from any of them at this stage. <laughs> but we should find out soon. Yeah, but FIFA has obviously. taken out nearly a billion dollars. Yeah, so I know. We, we should have got that. Idea. Yeah, of what's happening. Uh, now, this has come from Fiona. Happy Rugby League. Um, well, I'm not a robot yet looking for a way out. I find there are many boxes to check. Weird start. I'm not on the move to Las Vegas. I, I'm not for the move to Las Vegas. It's unfathomable, she says. You may be familiar with the work of Franz Kafka and the Zuroa aphorisms. Franz Kafka wrote in Zurao around 1917, the decisive moment of human development is continually at hand. This is why the those movements of revolutionary thought that declare everything proceeding to be an irrelevance are correct, because as yet nothing has happened. And in the struggle between yourself and the world, hold the world's coat. Well, where are we going with this? I have no it's just idea. A, it's just an argument of not going to Vegas. I think so. I think this person what is she suggesting? Right at home in Vegas. She's suggesting that perhaps Las Vegas can come to rugby league. Well, now you're talking. Now you're talking. Now you're talking. See, <clears throat> see, I, 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 I think, look, I see it as if you're going to put it in some sort of context. It's the rise of decadence. It's such a decadent idea to imagine that rugby league could be taken to Las Vegas. Very decadent idea. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Now, whether it's a, whether that's good or bad, it'll yeah, be up like, to history to decide. Exactly. Uh, exactly. But she's right in as much as up until this point, nothing's happened. That's <laughs> true. That's nothing, true. It will happen till we get to Las Vegas to see what happens. Yeah, no, no, I and get nothing that. might happen or it could be fantastic. Yes. 
I, I, look, as you know, you know, people bump into me and my travels around the street. And this week, yeah. somebody from America bumped into me and said Did it's going to be great. Did they? Yeah, Las Vegas, uh, we're, sorry, uh, rugby league, we're ready for it. Right. And I looked at him blankly and thought, well, maybe. Right. Uh, but uh, no, no, he was very positive Isn't about it. Isn't that a good re- it, it right. was a really good, the first positive response. Well, it's response. very good that through this program and those sorts of stories, this sort of feedback can loop back to to Volandis and Co. Well, I've got and some Abdo I, and that lot. I've got quite a few ideas about how yeah. to make this work. Oh, okay, good. And a national conversation, I think, is important. Good, yes. And one aspect of the national conversation mm. is to declare rugby league way in America, like the Camino Trail, oh. and get people walking along the rugby league way, which I've just laughingly called from Tucson to Tucumcari to Hatchaby to Tonopah. Yes. People who know their American cities will know that Tonopah, not a big city, mm. is quite near Vegas. Right. So we could walk along that carrying our signs, rugby league is coming, get involved. <laughs> what a lovely idea. And, as a simple... And would there be signposted HG? You'd have some sort of statue or something you along mean the way every six 10 miles every to, six miles. I use that word advisedly. I think they still measure in miles there. There'd be like a statue of James Tamo or something like that. Whoa, I hadn't worked that out, but that's absolutely right. Yeah. The stars of the stars. rugby league and a story on the plaque. A story the on the plaque. Doctors warned him never to play yes. again, that sort of thing. Yes. Or, you know, I, I don't want to go and mm. remember all the old things of you know, mm. what happened. Right. You know, a vision, maybe a little bit of vision of, um, yes. you know, James getting clobbered or, you know, remember that grand final that uh, somehow really yeah. rearranged Sam Burgess's head? That's right. Uh, That's that right. That sort of thing there, big Sam so Burgess. So there'd be a big screen yep. uh, every 10K or so on, on the rugby league walk. What a trail. On the rugby league trail. I mean, it's the way to do it, isn't oh. it? It's Tourism Australia. They've got to get involved. They do. They, they, they do. Because there'd have to be a little bit of funding coming from Tourism Australia to for seed seed s- money putting for, up the, for the walk. Yeah, putting for up the trail. The, exactly the trail. The trail. This has come from uh, Ken. Ken says recently a friend went to a large retail hardware outlet and asked a shop assistant for rooting powder. As a keen gardener, she was after the hormone power that aids plant cuttings to develop its roots. The shop assistant just giggled and said they didn't have it. This got me thinking. Clearly, this establishment does stock hormone powder, so what did he or she think he was after? Could it, in fact, be that he thought she wanted rooting king powder? Oh. As a champion, so there's no doubt that the king would have some useful insights worth sharing and blah, blah, blah. Look. There was, we did put out, and it's still available, I think, some years ago, the King's Tool Gel, which was very popular, uh, available at, uh, I think, Home Hardware. It was in the last Dogalog catalogue. You'll recall that um, Mm. Home Hardware, quite Mm. humorously, came up with the idea of a Dogalog rather than a catalogue. Catalogue, yeah. I thought it would work. I thought that was, Mm. it it didn't really work, did it? No. It didn't kick on. No. People just people just blanched and exactly ignored it largely. Exactly. But you would have thought it was such a clever marketing idea at the time, and you can see the excitement of the executives, the marketing executives, when they came up with it. Have you still got your collection of dogologs? I do have one or two. Yeah. Yes, because I just thought what a terrific idea. Yeah. Pity it didn't kick on. Anyway, the uh, the last home hardware dogalog I had, the King's Rooting Tool Gel, was in it. 
The 250 mil, I think, uh, was $7.25. I think a litre cost you $20.99. Guaranteed to work every time if your horse is having trouble maintaining. Mm. Uh, now, this is Chris from New Farm, just finally HG, says, Happy Rugby League. Uh, all right, further to your discussion last week about how to stop the big dance from being flogged off to the highest bidder. Yes, yes. I think Commonwealth legislation would be necessary and that the Constitution would give the Commonwealth ample power to intervene. It could rely on the interstate trade power or alternatively the external affairs power and one of numerous international treaties relating to cultural issues. Notwithstanding that the current Minister for Sport, Annika Wells, is a proud Queenslander, I'm sure that, like Chris Minns, she would support rugby league no matter where it's played in Australia. Well... That doesn't get us very far, doesn't does it? doesn't get us very far, does it? No. If we've, that's got the thinking... so, we've got to have clear commitment mm. coming from the Minister for Sport. Uh, I, I, don't know where, where, I don't know where the Liberal Party stand on this. I've heard nothing from Dutton. Yeah. Nothing from Dutton on where the Rugby League Grand Final should be permanently placed in Sydney or not. I don't know. Mm. As a Queenslander, Dutton might be quite compromised. He might want to yeah, see it in Queensland. I mean, yeah. he might. I don't know. I don't yeah. want to put words in his mouth. I won't. <laughs> And the Greens, who knows where they stand? Common question. Are rugby league players good drivers? Statistically, you are 8.7% safer in a vehicle being driven by a registered rugby league player. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. I think we need to build out on the rugby league trail, which is... Mm. A an event that leads up to promoting the obviously March the second, yeah. but my talking points and the beginning of a national conversation to do with what happens once we get mm. to the ground. Mm. So I'm suggesting that first up, there's a show bag for everybody. Oh, what a good idea! A, a product bag featuring some rugby league <coughs> items. You know, yeah. maybe a fixture card for the coming season in yes. Australia. Yes. A few gambling tickets, or you know, sure. and some lucky door prizes. Yes. I'd like to think uh, there was a lucky door prize of a car. Great. So idea. you know, people would be no- somebody would be going home in a car. Yes. Now, then we get to the thing of uh, a lucky seat. Yeah. So look under your seat and there'd be quite a lot of these, you know, so as people would be able to think, well, we've got something out of the day. Yes. We've got a show So bag. there might be a scratch lotto or something <laughs> under your perfect. lucky seat. Perfect, perfect. I hadn't, thought of, I hadn't thought it through scratch lotto, sure. but that's perfect. But in the show bag you'd get Aussie products like Western Star Butter, Golden Circle, Pineapple Rings, maybe a Wagon Wheel, SBC Two Fruits or a dozen Frozen Chico Rolls, that sort of thing. Yes. Products that identify yes. as Australian yep. because what my worry is is all this other bunting that's going to come on to this event, mm. you know, people willy-nilly, mm. you know, card tables set up out the front selling things and stuff <clears> like <throat> that, I think could cheapen the whole thing yes. and make it look make us look stupid. Yeah. Now, then we come to how we entertain the crowd inside once it's inside because remember this is a long day yeah. with a lot of breaks in it. Yeah. And I'm suggesting that uh, we have Russell Crowe and the band obviously there, 30-odd foot of ground. 30-odd foot of ground. Reformed so people would have an idea of what they were going to get. Well, they could do a half-hour set or something. Exactly. While the people are coming in, finding their show bags, watching their show bags, their seats. I mean, you can see how it builds on itself. A lot of people coming in, being welcomed into the uh, venue Mm. at a giant stadium, having done the trail. Sure. Here's the first arrivals now. Yes. What was it like? 
Hayne might be there, or the equivalent of Hayne might be there, yeah. taking us through it, yeah, yeah. etc. Oh, I loved it. It was incredible. <coughs> how, how long are we imagining the trail, HG? Is it? Uh, well, look, <coughs> I think the Camino takes a couple of weeks, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, the difficulty with the Camino, it's hard to form a comparison because the Camino mm. runs out of France, right across the top of Portugal, Does. and turns left. Yes. People do it in bit stages. <clears throat> they do. I'm not opposed to that. No. Maybe you just do the Tucum Carry to Tonopah stage, which would be great. Yeah, how far would for, that be? Would that be 80, 100K or something? 100K probably. Remember okay. they talk in miles, so it's a bit hard to do the conversions oh, okay. quickly. Well, let's say it's 70 miles or something like that. Okay. And there'd be some sort of uh, stop every 10 miles yes, or something? Yes, there'd be all that sort of stuff and a... You yeah. know, obviously it'd be well catered for oh, and yes. people would be able to really relax into it. And someone to take a photograph as you arrive and stuff like that. All that, all that. And you yeah. might be able to have a small steeden. You know how on the Camino people yeah. have a shell to indicate their power. Oh, I didn't the know that. Yeah, a I shell. know, that's very big. A shell, a shell, where do you get the shell from? Uh, good question, from well, the starting point. From the starting point. You've got yeah. to lug this bloody thing all the way, have oh, you? It's only tiny, that oh, big. Right. So I'm suggesting a miniature student be the badge of the people on the rugby league trial. Okay, that could be clipped to your Clip, yeah, shirt. Yeah, to your shirt, yeah, or your, you know, your backpack or whatever it right. is. okay. Now, I'm wondering if... Uh, a you, rugby, rugby league water to take? Well, merchandise, yeah, go for your life. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not in charge of the merchandising no. here. I'm just coughing Maybe up Maybe a water bottle in the shape of a steeden. Whoa. Yeah. You drink we, through the, where, where it's where tight, the, where, yeah, the, where, where the, the air goes in. Yeah. You squeeze it and out mm. it comes. Out it comes. Now, um, I'm just wondering if, uh, you know, so we could, obviously Hugh Jackman will be there as well doing songs from the show. Maybe <laughs> half time. And he, I believe, could do bingo. I think he'd be a great bingo caller. I haven't yeah. put it to him, but I just get the idea from how he presents himself. <clears throat> People they, love bingo. They do. So you, you know. provide everyone as they come through the gate with a little pencil. And a card. And a card. And we'd have terrific prizes <laughs> there uh, yeah. for that. I mean, you know, I, 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 again, only limited by the imagination. Yep. But all official rugby <clears throat> league yes. products like, you know, I mean, I was trying to think of, you know, products quickly associated with rugby league, mm. like all the sponsors, like Steggles would get involved in oh, some yes. way. I'm not quite sure Steggles being a sponsor of the Roosters. Yeah. Now Maybe the man... you could get a Steggles key ring or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> now, so we've got it. Or, or, or a key ring in a club colour. You know, you might be able to get a manly Warringah key ring. Yes, well, Wouldn't that's that be perfect. a talking point it for would. Americans? It would. Or I think uh, South's going. I mean, yeah, South's are there. Yeah, because they'd have a great bunny's key, key ring. Yeah, a yeah. bunny's key ring. Yes, wouldn't that be something? And then what happens is I forget who's... What about little masks or dolls, uh, James Tamo dolls? Well, bobbleheads. Bobble, bobbleheads, thank yeah, you. That's great. Now, and going back to the, the Coachwood and Myrtle, I think they're sp- sponsored by MG, as in MG Cars. Oh, the Chinese so, manufacturer. So they <laughs> Good. They could have a little car in the show bag. Or, you know, being as part of the merchandise. Oh, a little a model of a model, car, a model yeah, like a, a little MG. Toy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, can you get those? Like a I matchbox don't. or something well, like that? Well, probably like a matchbox, more like. <clears throat> right, or Corgi or whatever. The corgi, yes. Now, then we get to the match itself, and this is where I'm my real mm. uh, adapt to, uh, adapting the crowd to American, yeah. you know, sympathies would be, remember Oprah... <laughs> Yeah. Once gave away a car to everybody who was in the show that day. Now, Did she really? And, and it I, wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. So I'm thinking a Give car. Give everyone who comes a car. No. Every time a try is scored, a car is given away. Brilliant idea. So, you know, obviously say. Yes. You know, let's say Cody Walker goes over for a try. Yes. And all of a sudden, 
we stop the match yes. briefly yes. to find out who's got the that particular ah, way of determining who's got the formalize it as you brilliant, it. brilliant idea. Yeah. The Cody car. Walker scores the try. He immediately walks to the side, sits in the car, drives it to the kickoff point in the middle of the uh, ground. the ground, the stadium. The winner comes out holding the ticket. Yeah. Cody Checks ushers him or her into, into the, the car. car. Off they go. Off they go. He then walks down and the Play goal ball. kicker takes the conversion. Yeah, perfect, perfect. <laughs> so, I mean, that would be marvellous. Yeah, and I think that what would be good is yes. to slave this to, I think, uh, is it Ford? They're making a new EV and, you know, I think they're calling it a Mac EV. Good. And I think that would be terrific. So it's modern. Yes. It's now. Yes. It's happening. It's rugby league. It is rugby league. And, and it would be in the colours of whichever, yes. whoever scores the try, so it'd, be, it'd be in the, the Cardinal and Myrtle. Yeah. Isn't or that the great? Coach Wooden Myrtle. Myrtle. Isn't that great? Wouldn't it? See, we have only, be, we, we've only been working on this for about six minutes. Yes. And look how far we've got with it. Yes. You know, the rugby now, in league. your show bag, could you yeah. have something like Tasmanian Truffles? Or something like that, right? I just well, I don't want to put off. You don't want to put people off because Americans may not know what a truffle is. Well, I was is. just going to say that that's your big problem. But we we've got a, a yeah. way of explaining this because we've got Hugh Jackman and Russell Crowe right. explaining the rules of rugby league as we go along. Well, that's you know. Well, Russell yeah. could explain that. You're going to find in your bag something called a truffle. Don't be scared of it. It's something you eat. Yeah, well, whatever. Yeah, exactly. you'll, find, you'll find a way of massaging it. That's right. It, it, and I've written a song about truffles. <laughs> yeah. Truffle yeah. on, babe. Yeah, something. Anyway, now, several other things. Are the mascots going? I hope so. So Reggie the rabbit, yes. Buck the horse. The, Unless uh, they pick up a local to play Reggie. Oh, uh, right, just take because the, it's show business. Yeah. yeah, they just take the frock. Frock. And where will the bunker be? Is the bunker going to be there? Because the bunker would be something that Americans would love to see. Oh, yeah. And I'd love to think the bunker was somehow on the sideline. Right. Visible. So oh, a live you know, bunker rather than having it, say, Tucson or something. Well, yeah, quite, quite. Or back in Sydney. Back in Sydney would be yeah. stupid because mm. there'd be some sort of delay, wouldn't there? Even though it's minuscule, there'd be delay. There'd be an enormous amount of delay and things could go wrong yeah. because they will go wrong. They will. And can I throw another name into the mix? Julian McMahon. Yes. Now, I don't know if people would remember, but he had a great top-rating television show in America. He did. It was something to do with uh, he was a doctor he was a that doctor. did conversions, I think is roughly how I'd put right. it. Right. You know, um, you know change yeah. people's appearance. Ah, That okay. sort of show. Well, well maybe wrong about pl- that. Plastic surgeon. Plastic yeah. surgeon. Thanks very much. Good. Okay. Um, Did that show kick on, has it? Well, it had several well, people series. people still remember him. But people he? would remember him. And, yes. Uh, and he so, was Billy McMahon's son, wasn't Correct, he? correct. That's right, the correct. former uh, Prime, Prime Minister. Minister. Hmm. And um, I'm not sure whether he would have to explain the punting hmm. uh, in ap- applications. So you've yeah. got two matches. Yeah. So a same-day multi could involve pick the scores, first try score in both games, all this sort of stuff, 40-20s, number of people in the sim bin. I know we're not using the term sim Number bin. of cars given away. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Yep. I've got to say, so now that's a little bit of a contribution. Mm-hmm. I did come up with other media commitments yes. on the idea that uh, people in Vegas would expect a, a bit more of a show than Rugby League puts on. I'm not taking away anything from the product of Rugby League, yes. which is great. Yeah. But I did suggest that given the space around Ali Giant Stadium, it would yep. be possible to set up a human cannonball yeah. and fire the players from, say, the roosters into the stadium. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, sure. so this would, this would uh, you know, because let's so face it. It's a very exciting idea, isn't it? I mean, you could, or you could have them arrive parachuting, parachuting, parachuting yeah. from a helicopter. And do you know what? In, I, in, in formation. formation. Yeah, that's right. So, okay, where I got to with this was. With the captain being fired in by cannon. Yeah, and now the thing, exactly sure. my ideas is because what I'm thinking is that Caesar's Palace is used to all these big show acts. I think they have, right. uh, you know, Dynamo, the magician there, who can make a tank disappear. Really? So they're used to big things. Right. Big, lumpy yes. things that seem unpredictable. Well, know, could we employ this bloke to have a, a, a cannon appear with a rugby league player in it? And then pull the trigger. Uh, pull the trigger and... And then one thing I, I thought of, as I said in other... Uh, commitments, other media commitments, was the idea that the roosters get out there mm. and realise that Jared Wahir Hargraves isn't yeah. there, but then they all look up yeah. and Jared's about 100 metres in the air, right. set up to do a high dive into a pool of water. Oh, from a hot air balloon or something. Oh, that'll do. Yeah. That'll do. I hadn't got that far. I just right. thought he climbs the ladder. Right. Oh, well, okay. that's having a novel way of introducing the players is a fantastic idea, HG. And yes, then other it? things. I mean, we're only limited you by... You need a director. We would need someone like Rick Birch or someone to, uh, yeah, to direct well, this, wouldn't I we? Think there, I think plenty We've of... We've got some wonderful directors. We have, which we could employ. Yes. And give them a job. What about and, Baz Luhrmann? Why, Baz Luhrmann. Baz Luhrmann could uh, come up with something if we tap into Baz's imagination. What a great He'd idea that is. He'd have the players is. miming songs that are familiar, Ooh. wouldn't he? Well, that, that could possibly, that would work. I think I think we've got more than enough if yes. we can sort of corral it a bit. Yes. Uh, I, I just think that all when these Latrell things. Mitchell miming The Lady in Red or something like that, <laughs> a song Americans love. Or up, we... where, up Where We Belong. Up Where We Belong, thank uh, you. Something yeah. that, you know. Gives mm. uplifts people, yes. And uh, what about foodstuffs, AG? I'm imagining you could buy pies because uh, well, the Americans would be unfamiliar with an Australian pie. They could love it. And the pizzas, the dedicated rugby league pizzas. And lamingtons. The, the lamingtons. And chico course. rolls. Chico rolls, yes. I mean, you don't need much more than that. No, you don't. And I tell you what, some of our great craft beers, I think, would blow their minds. They would. What we're doing with craft beer is simply out of this world. Yes. And to take it and set up. And what about some uh, some uh, Tasmanian whiskey, best in the world? Oh, well, that, now you're Best talking. in the world. And some of our wines are pretty good as well. And I understand. I mean, you could have a, a, a whole liquor section, couldn't you? You could have Australian grog. Australian spirits and grog, yes. Now, I, I'm right in thinking that somehow due to trade changes mm. that we're in a we're floating in a lake Have we got wine. a free trade arrangement with the United States? I know one was mooted. I Did we get anywhere I, with can, that? Can I, can I suggest that this is all under the auspices of the rugby league deal, oh, which yeah. opens doors in all right. those ways? I think the Ambassador <laughs> Kennedy would be able to help us here. Yes. You know, this, we're going over to, you know, yes. blow people's minds. Can we get this stuff? Has she been included in discussions vis-a-vis uh, -vis rugby league well, in Las Vegas? Can I, I mean, say, she'd be the first port of call, wouldn't well, she? Well, can I say from now on she is? She is. Yes. Ambassador Kennedy. Well, we'll certainly mention her in all our discussions. All our discussions, yes. With, about this in the future. Yeah. But now it's over Has the... she actually been to Las Vegas? She'd have to have been to Las Vegas at some stage. I hope so. I hope so. Did Joe Hockey, he was in... Oh, yeah, well, he... Did he go to Las Vegas? He would have gone to Vegas. You'd yeah. have to. Now... Um, Just for a weekend of... Fun. Living it up. Living it up, yeah. Mm. Now, 
can I say, now it's, if that seeds a few ideas, it's yeah. time to throw it open to the public, yeah. the rugby league public of yeah. Australia, and take their ideas on board to build this thing so it's bulletproof. Yes, I agree. I agree, yes. Um, so, and, and we don't know what casinos are involved yet, do we? No. I because they'll have some input. They will. They'll, I mean, if you go to a idea. casino and say, look, we're rugby league... We're coming with a lot of people. We're going to draw a lot of people to your premises. Yeah, venues. How can we help? Yeah, exactly. And how can you help us? <clears throat> scratchy, scratchy, your back, my back, both win. Yeah, maybe putting on buses from the casino out to the ground and back and with hopefully... Well, it's not walkable from the <clears throat> casino, I, I've got no idea. I made I've that got up. no idea either. Yeah, made that up. Right. But let's hope there's uh, punting facilities on the bus. Yes. You know, to get them out there. Sure. You know, and How many buses are we going to need? Yes, exactly. We haven't got any idea. Can the buses be colour coordinated so that there are manly buses, Paramount? Oh, Paramount's not there. See. Oh, no, Roosters. Roosters bus. Uh, south. Yeah, you know, with a big, you get a free chook when you get in. I don't know what you do with it for the rest of the day, but. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. People will At think least you things. had a chook in your hand. And people will think, why have I got this chook in their yeah. hand? Steggles. Yes. What is Steggles? Yeah. Uh, all of a sudden, people are mail or You can look it up online. That's right. Put the details on the chook. Yes. And you can get... Well, maybe if we had some... rest of your life, you can have Steggles chicken. Barbecue and cooking facilities. Exactly. On the bus. On the bus. Or nearby the bus. Yeah, so you can cook your chook while you travel. <laughs> the ethical obligation demands that our great sporting facilities are used more than once a week. Hunters, note the diary dates. Monster Truck Month is coming to the Sydney Football Stadium this October. The Monsters will be followed by a week of high-octane snake wrestling from the Patagonian Pappas and round the year out with something to wrap the ears around, a high-speed fortnight of quality Southern Cross drag racing. Brought to you by Bludging on the Blind Side. Now... So Ron of Narrabeen HG is suggesting yes. uh, how about a rabbit foot key ring and an eagle claw key ring and a horseshoe key ring and a rooster's foot key ring. They're all well, see, they're great ideas. They're aren't great they? ideas. And we've discovered that there is a free trade agreement. There is. In 2005, we, we signed Australia. a free trade agreement with the United States. And so that clears the way for our wines, and our Stiggles chickens, Stiggle, and Chico port, Rolls, Lamingtons. Chico Rolls, Lamingtons, yeah. our truffles, Truff. our, our Scotch whiskey from Tasmania, Tasmania, and some of our wines. I think the uh, I think one of the West Australian wineries was our wine of the year this year. It might have been a Chardonnay. Wow! Mm. Very now, very good. Now look, I, I, I do you see this as a the prong of this? Is but the the thing is, you're right. I know where you're going with this. You're worried yeah. that we're not selling the message of rugby league if yeah. it gets swamped by these other peripheral things like our wine, our cheese. God, our cheese. I know, love our cheese. cheese. Yeah. Especially if we could come up with some easy cheese, something you just squeeze squeeze out of a steeden. Steeden full of cheese. I mean, they love that. They, they do. They would. Especially if it's utterly flavourless. <laughs> That's the key. That's the key. Yeah. Isn't it? It is. It's just going to be voluminous and flavourless. Look, I think we have to cater for all people here. We so do. 
the spiritual side of rugby league is well catered for on the trail. Yes. People getting to talk to each other about great games they've seen That's and right. what their expectations are and yes. what bets they're going to have and yes. all that sort of stuff. Might it be good to when we see the stadium coming into view and the reception that we'll get and all that sort of That's stuff. Right. And then obviously, you know, appearing on television shows. Yes. What was it like out on the trail? How hard was it? Yeah. Thunderstorm. No, it was a really great walk. Yeah. We, I'd recommend we, it to We, we loved it. Well, well, we actually didn't work. We used our segways. It was great fun. Yes. Yeah. Did rugby league segway. I went on the manly one. It was mm-hmm. a little bit quicker than the Parramatta one. No surprises there. Can yeah, I- look, I think this is the thing, actually. We've got to make sure and we're going to have to word up our truffle makers and our wine makers and all of that. Make sure it's not too flavoursome. I think Anything that's... we send has got to just taste blando, <laughs> no. hasn't it? Now... We don't want to upset anyone. No. Well, that's the yeah. thing. And I, I am still worried slightly about the language of rugby league as it goes across to America. Oh, you yeah. know, the sin bin is the, obviously the biggest problem. But yeah. well, we'll just you know, drop sin out of it. I mean... Yeah. Or the breather box. In the bin. In the bin, You're going yeah. in the bin. Yeah, that'll do. And or then... error bin or something like that. Yeah. We don't want to get sin involved yeah. in any And then 40-20, we're not going to... Get We're caught. never going to be able to explain that. It no. just happens. It just happens. Yeah. It's and they're going to say, oh, what happened there? Nothing. <laughs> you just move on. And if it's there for every... If Same it's with go- the scrum. They're going to yeah. ask, why are you... Shut up. Just forget it. Move on. <laughs> Something else will happen. Yeah. Soon. You just watch. Yeah. And then... They, they'll get the things like giving away a car and the yes, lucky door prizes. Yes, they'll get all those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the show bag and yeah. thinking it's great. Yeah. Um, now, if if there's five years of this, we're going every five years with the rugby Every league. five years or every what? year for five years? Sorry, the latter. Good. Phew. Every year for five years. Yeah. Well, that's the funding at the moment. Right. Now, is there any way, other way of exploiting the trail in the downtime? Now, you understand what I mean is that the, the trail well, sets there on prizes. Oh. A rugby mean, league prize. You win the you win a free toilet tour in Australia. In Australia, of rugby league sites. Yes, of rugby league sites. If you do the walk and find the lucky key oh, or whatever it's going to be on the way, wow. something is hidden, hidden right. by James Tamo or hidden yeah. by someone. Whoever. Who's you know yeah, Jared yeah. Rura Hergrave is just flown over to hide the key. Yeah. That's right. Or hide the but it, whatever it's going to be. That'd be great in Australia. So we'd encourage people to go over and walk the trail. That's right. And then he might be able to go on Colbert's show and say, you know, I'm here. What yeah. are you doing here? I'm hiding the lucky key on the rugby league. I'm hiding the lucky key. That's right. Or I'm hiding the lucky goon bag in the shape of James James Tarno's head filled with white wine. I don't know. I know. I'm hiding it behind a rock somewhere. And if you find it, you can do the toilet tour for free with two of your mates or three of your mates. Wow. Right. I mean, it writes itself, it doesn't does. it? This is just fantastic. Yes. That is a really great uh, 20 minutes where I think we've saved rugby league's hide in America. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know how far we can get with this, but uh, a plot to form a Rebel Junior Rugby League competition is gaining momentum in response to plans by the NRL and the NSWRL to ban tackling and competitive games for select ages next season. The national NSW state governing bodies are set to sign off on a plan to abolish competitive games until the age of 13 and ban tackling until midway through the under-7s, a strategy that is delayed uh, delayed in Sydney by 12 months due to backlash from clubs. 
So now the unsanctioned final whistle nines tournament has been raging success over the past three years with about 7,500 junior players competing in five gala weekends across New South Wales since 2021. Right. They have 41,000 followers Facebook on Facebook, more than Penrith. It goes on and on and on. Where do you stand on this? Do you think that somehow we have to get both sides talking? And is it an exclusive that one completely outlaws the other? Yeah. You know, so you understand what I mean. That if either, you're either in the tackle side or you're not in yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah. I think tackling is important, actually. I think it's important to learn tackling at an early age because you don't want people growing up being scared of tackling because I tell you what, that's how you get injured. If you're mm. scared of tackling, you get injured. Mm. But if you want to learn confidence at a very early age, where to put your head, where not to put your head. Yeah. 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 I mean, they... <clears throat> and it's a great skill you can carry around with you. It's like a trade. I know, being able to tackle. Being able to tackle. Yeah. You know, it gives you that confidence. When you walk around the community, knowing uh, you know at any stage, should any breakout occur anywhere, you're there ready. You'll know where to put You'll your head. You'll know where to put your head and not get hurt. Have you considered leaving your will to the Church of Rugby League? The kids will be fine. The church will look after them. Search Rugby League? Yes. And follow the links. Listen out for prayers on Bludging on the Blind Side. Uh, Roy, let's end where we began, and that's to do with the momentum for Papua New Guinea to be granted the NRL's 18th licence. Yep. It's continuing to build after the Australian government committed $7 million to stage internationals in the Pacific. Good. Now, the men's and women's team from Seven Nations will compete in the inaugural Pacific Championships, which will be held from October the 14th to the November the 5th. Uh, Papua New Guinea, New Zealand, Australia will co-host the tournament this year and Fiji will co-host the competition in with Australia in 2024. Good. Now, uh, how much is it going to cost to yeah. make build a team from scratch? In well, the you'd have to specific. look at the Dolphins' experience. I exactly, suppose, exactly. Yeah, I think that's a very good... Uh, it's not cheap. It's certainly not cheap. No. And the ongoing cost is enormous. Mm. Uh, be- and especially because you have to fly this team. Yeah. Let's say it's based in Papua New Guinea. Mm. People obviously go and live in Port, Port Moresby, mm. do their training, and then they fly down to Melbourne, they fly to, out to Cook. Yeah. If it gets to go to the Cook Islands, etc. And to Auckland or... Exactly. Yeah. So Prime Minister Albany made... Uh, Anthony Albanese has made no secret of his desire PNG to become the next franchise. Yeah. A sentiment expressed again yesterday. Yeah, PNG officials hope to be granted the NRL licence in 2025. Good. Uh, the nation celebrates its 50 years of independence with a view to entering the competition soon afterwards. Right. Now, how... Well, that, what a way of celebrating the 50th that would be to have a team in the NRL. That would be it, just It would be wonderful. fantastic. I would love that. Now... We, Could we have, say, uh, an Air Force, Royal Australian Air Force plane on standby for the Kummels at all times? I suppose that's what it's got to be. It would have to be something like yeah, that, wouldn't it? That's because right. it's, it's, we, the travel, the transport costs we, are going to be phenomenal. I know. And the, and the difficulty is, is um, <clears throat> will China start shitting itself because the PNG Kummels are Well, they'll hate it. <laughs> they'll hate it because they don't understand rugby league. And... 
probably they've never thought or discussed rugby league. I would say the latter's true. I'd say the latter's true. Yeah. I mean, any experience I've had in China, I've been to China and, well, we've both been to yes, China a, a few number of times. times. Rugby league has never come up. It's never come up. Polite though people are. Very polite. And you think we're not being particularly overbearing. They no. would raise it with us if they thought there was something to say. That's right. Nothing. And I often Crickets. say when, when we do have meetings uh, with uh, Chinese officials, which we have done, uh, I'll often say to them, is there anything you would like to know about rugby league? <laughs> it's never been taken up. Never. So we just nod at each other and then leave the room. So can I ask, are you, do you think the government is serious about the team in Papua New Guinea being part of our, what I've described elsewhere, is our forward defence posture? Mm. Well, it's a much cheaper way of doing it than the buying these bloody sums. submarines, isn't it? <laughs> it's true. And it does a much more efficient job in convincing or reinforcing uh, Pacific attachment to the West and the East. And, right. and that's what this is all about. Now, I've been advising Foreign Minister Wong mm -hmm. to, whenever she meets with uh, ah. Chinese officials, to give them a rugby league ball and? or give them a South Guernsey or something like that just to seed an idea that is going to come back to haunt them if they don't take it seriously. And, you know, maybe include in the conversation, what about those storm last weekend? Yes. And see what response you get. Very much because so. Because eventually it'll be a strong learning curve that they... That's that right. The people from Australia in the Foreign Affairs Department, mm -hmm. they talk rugby league. That's we right. We should learn it. That's right. That's right. And, and we'll know it's going to be taken seriously when the Chinese start building rugby league stadia in the South China Sea. Now, uh, look, uh, the time's getting away from us, but it if is. you want to relive the last two hours of your life, Before you do, good luck. Be ben is suggesting your plan for a rugby league walk doesn't take into account an important factor. Americans don't walk. Well, that's why we provide segues. And they will start walking once they get a taste of rugby league. They will. Uh, anyway, there'll be more rugby league uh, this time next week, and if you want to get the last two hours of your life back, the podcast will be up pretty soon. Bye now. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.